Yo, what's good, everybody? Um, I know I don't start off the Baby Daddy Chronicles like this, but this is going to be a two-part episode because the original episode is about um, two hours long and some change. So, um, yeah, um, I have a first female guest on for the Baby Daddy Chronicles. Um, Shan from She Gets In A Cozy Womb Podcast. Y'all check her out. Man, um, this is my first time being on the stereo app. So, um, yeah, you're going to get the first half of the episode um, today and then probably the other half. I believe I'm going to drop the other half next Monday or maybe sometime this week. I'm not sure yet. But, yeah, man, I just want to tell you all that so that way you all know we in mid-conversation and it just stops. So, um, yeah, let's get into the episode, man. This is an Average Joe Media production. Well, ain't no As a father, guess I feel like I'm somebody My life is my kid, so I tell about it And I swear it's all about that Baby daddy, I ain't a baby daddy I ain't a baby daddy Baby daddy Baby daddy, I ain't a baby daddy I ain't a baby daddy Baby daddy What's up? And my avatar look better now? Yes, you look like you. I was trying to get some because I don't have I don't have a beer. I just have a, a goatee, but I couldn't find anything that had a goatee. So I had to live my best life and wishing I had a beard. This is what I this is what I imagine I would look like if I had a beard. I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Mm-mm-mm. So how was your day? I've... Interesting. So I did a talk on stereo, and that shit went sideways quick. And I was why? Like, was oh, this is. So it was with Juice. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about struggle love, and then like uh, Alicia got. We ended up getting Alicia on, and then mm-hmm. somewhere in between there, we got this lady on, and it just went like she was funny. <laughs> she was hilarious. But like then, like her and somebody else, like this other guy, um, started uh was in the comments. He started leaving mm-hmm. messages, and then and then um they started going at it, and I was like, oh shit. This is the thing. This is the thing about messages. Whoever created the show and whoever's up there has the power to block or not play someone's messages. So a lot of times, whoever I'm on here recording with, and we. We get that one person that's being problematic and being mm. off topic. Um, what's up, uh, Dungeon? We will block them and not play their messages, and eventually they just go away because they're not getting the attention they need. The worst thing you can ever do on here is have back and forth because they'll never leave. Yeah, I I, I know that. And then when I got after we ended it. <laughs> they started their own chat. I mean, they started their own talk. It was still going in. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
They'll do that. Oh, uh, man. But it was, I mean, up until that point, it was all right. I mean, she was saying some stuff. It was just, she was, she was wilding. Like, she was fucking wilding. Queen Big Booty, I tell you, she was in there for a second. She was wilding. Oh, my God. Oh, that lady was wilding. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Gemini fam? What's up, Queen Big Booty and OG? Um, So, well, I guess I'm not initiating... Um, I'm not initiating you because this is your second talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, my name is Shan, and I have Cozy Room Podcast, and she gets a podcast, and I do the Real Relationship Rapport with Dungeon and Loudmouth Stereo, and then Mr. Average Joe over here has his own podcast um that I want him to introduce and talk about and then we'll get into the topic and all of that good stuff all right well my name's Troy nice to meet everybody um I have two podcasts I have uh thoughts of an average Joe that comes out every Wednesday that comes back in that comes back December 8th every Wednesday at 6 a.m and then I have the baby daddy then I have the baby daddy chronicles which comes out every other Monday at 6 a.m. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, this topic can fall under both, but more so we're aiming towards the Baby Daddy Chronicles and Cozy Moon uh-huh. Podcast because th- that is my parenting hat. And I feel uh-huh. like um, I feel like this topic comes under the parenting part. So um, the title setting the expectation how about you set the expectation about what this episode going to be? Because I have thoughts on what it could possibly be, but I uh-huh. wanted to clarify so I don't segue. So pretty much, right, um, what happened was, was I was watching Insecure um, mm-hmm. when uh, when Lawrence Candola was going through it. And I had to go back and watch like the end of season four to make sure I remembered exactly what happened. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. you upset that he's in and out dead, but you set that expectation when you found out you was pregnant and was like, you can be involved as much as you want to be. I'm not going to ruin your life. I'm good. And then when he does exactly that, you get upset and be like, it's not good enough. But I feel like if she would have set that expectation earlier, that, hey, mm-hmm. I need you around. He would have been around because Lauren, Lawrence wanted to be a dad. I mean, now I don't know because they did, they didn't go into it. I'm assuming that he wasn't really there for the pregnancy. But once again, that's be that's because of the expectation that she set. If she would have set exactly, a, if she exactly like you can't sit there and be like, oh, like I've been doing, but you know, <laughs> you ain't give this man, you ain't tell this man exactly what you wanted to be. You wanted to be super mom, and then when shit got really hard, you want to throw it in his face, and I don't think that's really fair, because you gave him the expectation that he could be in and out as much as he wants. Yeah. So I think a lot of women, whether you're in a relationship or whatever the new life change is, it doesn't necessarily have to be a baby. I think women love to give men the comfort uh conversation of you know it's up to you you can do whatever you want when it Uh comes to a man wanting to take a trip or not wanting to go to an event with her or um whatever you give him the space to make a decision he think is his but once he makes a decision that he thinks is his that you gave him the allowance to have 
you then have an attitude because it's not the decision you wanted him to make. Exactly. Um, and that's very contradicting. And then I feel like when it comes to a new baby for both of you, girl, why would you automatically count yourself out of having a partner? Exactly. Like I was I was just when she, when she was saying some of the stuff that she was saying, I'm just like, fam, you gave him that option. I I'm a man. That's a woman I'd have never gave him that option. I said, Hey, I'm keeping this baby. Mm. Um and I need you here. Yeah. And I think you I think if Lawrence, you would have gave Lawrence about like a week or two, he'd have been like, All right, you're right. And I don't think he would never took that job. And he would have been there. And maybe that stuff, their situation would have been different. Because she she probably been talking shit about him to the parents and, and uh and her sister. So they were looking crazy when he showed up. And it's just right. like and you all you, she you, I think I think what she did with her mom and her sister was I told him that he can be as much as a part of this um however he would like and mm-hmm. he made he made a decision not to be and i i feel like that's not fair because it's not that he had made a decision not to be because it was a bad situation because it wasn't bad blood he made a decision to back the hell up because you never made him feel like he was wanted or needed that's ex- exactly. If you would have made him wanted and needed, he would have never backed up. Because you could tell in the episode that Lawrence really, like, once like once the baby was here, it was like, all right, Lawrence, he tried his best and under the circumstances to go into dad mode. And because you gave him that opportunity to really be in and out, he still gets to live his life and then come in and play dad when he wants to, as opposed to you being like, yeah, nah. Like this, what 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 I thought we were gonna do isn't mm-hmm. gonna work. And I like I don't like I don't know if that's because you know I don't have any kids, so I'm just the podcast is yeah. just mainly just going from a different perspective from a single person to a person with kids. And I was like, I've never really seen that with women. I seen to where they told him he had to be there, then he decided not to be there, but to give him the expectation that he don't really have to show up. I was like, why would you do that? I would never do I that. I mean, I mean, okay. So, women do do this. Um, I would say that I kind of did this with Anya's dad because I knew okay. he was younger. I knew he was younger than me. I knew he was still in school. I knew he was not as uh, set as I was. And I mm-hmm. knew responsibility-wise, I was better. And so I felt like it would be selfish of me to be like, I need you to step up. I need you to do this. The job that you're working now is not good enough. I need you to um, be here at this time. Something that he's not used to, but at the same time, because the goal with him was never a relationship. Mm -hmm. It was like, in my mind, I already canceled you out as an option of being my support system got you i didn't ask him to be my support system i just for my safety and for my um my my sure support i canceled him out because it's easier and it sounds like damn but the reality is he's the type of person where if you say you got to be here tuesday at 9 a.m uh 
at eight fifty is when he's gonna be looking for a ride. Oh no, nah, that's not. Nah, you know what I'm saying? That's so, but, but that's but that's who he was, and I knew that. So, um, so when I had showed him the uh, PP stick, um, <laughs> I said, "Hey, look!" And he was like, "Seriously?" I said, "Yes." I said, "Don't tell anybody because for women, when you find out that you're pregnant." You can't really tell the world until you are over the 13 weeks because mm-hmm. a lot of First women, a lot, right. yeah, yeah, a lot of women lose those babies and then it just, you just look stupid and everybody knows your business. So I was just mm-hmm. like, don't say nothing to nobody. Man, it took that man three days. Three days he could not hold water and his brothers knew, his sisters knew, his aunts knew. I'm just like, dog. All right, so to his, to, his de- to his defense, right? Okay, so when I um had the ectopic pregnancy, she had told me not to tell anybody. But I was mm-hmm. just so, like, when we first found out she was pregnant, I was just so excited. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I ain't supposed to tell you. But I told my people who I knew I could trust that would not say a peep. Yeah. And then, obviously, I told them what happened. But even she gave me, so, like, even though, like, when I had got her pregnant, we had a like clear understanding, but she also mm-hmm. was, was trying to be a lawyer, so she had told me straight up, she was like, Look, you can be in this kid's life, you cannot be in this kid's life. If you be in this kid's life, I'm gonna expect you to be here. If you don't want anything to do with the baby, just let me know now, and then when the mm-hmm. birth certificate come, I will make I will have you hand sign over all your rights. And I was like, God damn, I was like, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, you know what it but but the thing is like it's easier to do that talk before you start seeing pictures and faces because your mm-hmm. emotion starts to take over your common sense and then and then it's harder for somebody to emotionally disengage from a baby when the baby is physically actually like out here mm-hmm. when because they just feel emotions but in all actuality, their life is not set up to be re- the responsible parent for a baby. So that's why most women get very cutthroat at the beginning because it's kind of like I don't want to pour all my eggs in this basket that's supposed to support my eggs so I can make it back home and have mm-hmm. a, have a harvest that I can depend on if there's a big-ass hole in the bottom. And I want to know if there's a hole in the bottom of who I think is going to be able to support me. So what I told him after he saw the pregnancy um, test, I said, you can either be in 100% or you can be out 100%, but I'm not going to be hurt if you're out 100% because now I, I know what I need to do. But what I'm what I will not allow is you half assing. Yeah, and he was like, he was that. like, he was like, no, he was like, I'm in. But at the same time, when you know the first appointment came, you know, and he heard the heartbeat, this man was crying in the doctor's office, listening to the heartbeat. And I'm just looking at him like dog. My cousin look my, my cousin looking at him like, are you serious? So then he was like, like uh, it was just it was just too much. And he was giving me such a hard time before that doctor's appointment and being difficult. Um like I want to say 30 minutes before the doctor's appointment, this man was throwing a whole tantrum in the waiting room talking about I don't understand why I gotta be at the appointment. 
Why I got Why wouldn't you? Why? And so for me to see him like crying because he hears the baby's heartbeat, I'm just like, dog, who, who is about to bring out your Oscar? Like, yo, like I never understood that. So I remember when I was with Max, um, and you know, we were doing a long distance thing. Like I had told her, I was like, Hey, look, like if you pregnant, like this long distance shit ain't going to work. Like I'm moving up there. Cause I'm not, I'm not about to be coming back. Like, I'm not, not about to be flying every couple of weeks, every month or whatever to go to an appointment. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, you going to need me there and I'm going to be there. Like, I want to be there during that whole process. I would never ask, like, why I got to be there in the baby's office. The doctor, why would you say that? What the fuck? Yeah. Yo, that it's, is. It's just crazy. And um, I think after he heard that, he was like really like attached. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a situation where like my apartment in New York had flooded because of the old mm. man upstairs, so I had to put all my stuff in storage. Um, I wasn't working at the time, and then Zara had called me for a manager's position on um on Broadway in Soho the day before I my flight was going to Florida to stay with my mom, and I was like, mm. I can't take. I was like, I can't take this job. I'm like I'm moving and so um he was mad at me that I moved from New York to go be with a woman that has five kids and knows everything about babies mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and my thing is mm-hmm. like you I, I, I didn't feel like he had the mindset to take on what's going to happen during this pregnancy because he was thinking why would you move all the way down to Florida from New York when I can't see you and I can't come to the appointments. Sir, that's the least of my fucking worries. My worries is, why would I stay in New York, not have a place, not have a job, struggle these whole nine months, and then try to prepare for a new baby and not have a space for the new baby? My goal was to leave New York, go to my mom, save the money, save some money, um, go to my doctor's appointments while I'm down there, be around her, have the baby, be comfortable, not be stressed. Um, and then after I had the baby, a week later, I moved back to Georgia and I got two jobs. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So like he wasn't seeing long-term what my goal was. He was seeing the fact that, oh, so now... I went to one appointment and now you're going to move and you're not going to be here. And you just, you just took me out of the loop. Sir. I mean, not even, cause he could have still been there. I'm, my thing like is he- like, my thing is like, you, you going to school, you're working, you have no place for me to be up here. Why would I sit oh, yeah. here and struggle? Mm. Why would I sit here and struggle mm-hmm. and have a baby? You know what I'm saying? New York is not a comfortable place to be by it's yourself, <laughs> let, really let alone not. pregnant. So I was like, no, I said, this is not an option. It's not that I don't want to be around you during this pregnancy. It's just like, it doesn't make any mature, responsible sense. And and a lot of times, because men aren't physically going through the changes and men aren't the ones who have to have their pussy popped open every mm-hmm. Month 
for a few weeks in each month until that baby comes out and just be violated because that's what it is they don't get it they don't get why you can't just stay here why you can't just do this or why you can't just man if i ain't go to my mom's when i had my first kid i don't boy i would have been so miserable yeah because we don't necessarily really like it don't really hit us until like we to the baby actually come in the week oh shit like we i'm a dad like that's mm. yeah like even when i got her pregnant like i kind of understood them i understood the magnitude of i was like oh shit like i got like x amount of months to get my life together because i'm about to be a dad and once i once that happens it's like the whole my whole life changed so when we found out when we end up going to she ended up having like a dart appointment. We we ended up going, and then that's how we found out it was in the topic pregnancy. And we had wanted to try again, and I was just like, "Well, I just took it as I, I, we, you trying to finish school. I got some stuff going on. Maybe that was just a sign that a hey, like maybe this can happen down the line. But we just need to focus on whatever we need to focus on. I was crushed though. I was hurt because I really was. It took like it took me like a day to really process what was going on, but after that, like I was mentally, I was like, "All right, we we about to do this," and I was like, "Damn, mm-hmm. we not we not about to do this no more." Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, "Shit!" She looked at her because she wanted to keep it, and I was like, "Ma'am, we can't. You you can't do that." Yeah. I was like, "That's not that's not physically possible." She was like, "No," nah. I was like, "Ma'am," and I'm, not, and I'm and I'm and I'm not saying that those those pregnancies aren't possible. They they they. Some of them are successful, but it's rare, and it's just not worth it to chance your body exactly um, to be possibly on bed rest for like eight months because of your high risk pregnancy. Um, uh-huh. Because let me tell you, two months of maternity leave is like Groundhog Day every fucking day. I couldn't wait to go back to work. Uh, really. Yes, because what happens in maternity leave is primarily the mom is the one at home with this new baby, crying, uh, uh-huh. not, not eating, sleeping, shitting, needing the same routine at the same time every day. And it's kind of like you're on this slave master um, train and you can't get off and you can't get any sleep because this baby gets up like every two hours. Or, or yeah. you know, they need something, and then you're still uncomfortable. You just got to the point where you can actually see your pussy, okay? Hello, I haven't seen you in months. I can actually take a <laughs> shower by myself now. And then, like, the sleep that you need when your body is drained, a lot of people think, like, okay, you have the baby, and then you just feed the baby. No. After you have a baby, especially if you're breastfeeding, you have to still eat like you're pregnant. Uh, and and if and if you don't eat the same amount of food as if you are pregnant, your body won't produce the milk. So you'll basically starve out your baby because your body is not getting the nutrients enough to make the milk for the baby. Uh, it's a very it's a and then not every mom can breastfeed. And then if you uh-huh. think about that, uh, a can of baby milk is thirty dollars, and that lasts for two days. It's expensive, yo. It's hella expensive. It's expensive as shit. So when it comes to this title, setting the expectation is kind of like if you're dating and you're just 
fooling around and y'all have nothing really set in stone and y'all haven't talked about any like future goals and y'all haven't talked about like a time frame of when each of you would like kids or Mm -hmm. is it like are you one of those people who are strict on I want to get married I want to enjoy my wife or my husband for two years and then I want to have kids some people are like that some people aren't some people don't have plans of being married but they want a household where there's both parents in the household and be raised as kids that's also a conversation because not everybody can do that and Mm -hmm. if it's where you know no we don't have to be married we don't have to be in a relationship i just want you to do your part for the kid and i'll do my part sometimes that can work but it takes very it takes two very mature people in order mm-hmm. to make that happen. So with this whole situation on insecure, um, basically two adults consented to sex. Um, they both saw it through. The woman becomes pregnant. She makes the man feel like, you know, he's not a part of the plan. Nine months go by. The woman has the baby and had full communication access to the dad the whole pregnancy, but never reached out. Um, then she has the audacity to call the dad after she gives birth while she's in the hospital and tells the dad, I have a baby. The baby's here, which is crazy to me because why would you do that? And then, and then I think that's very unfair. And my thing is like, not all men are assholes, not all men lack care and compassion. And that's the basis of the title setting the expectation like before we have sex if a baby happens what is the plan what would you do like mm-hmm. if those if those discussions can't happen and you out here having buck wild sex and don't know where where you put it in at last night but it was good um y'all need to pause Definitely need to pause. Big facts. I agree with you on that. How he found out there were text messages, I felt like that was whack. Like, I'm like, damn, you couldn't even tell my man, like, a couple, like, a week before, like, hey, like, I'm probably going into labor this week. I'd be hot. Listen! Highly. <laughs> and then, you know what's so crazy? Lawrence walked into that, that hospital room in good spirits. He really did. I said, do you not? Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. My second kid, there um was it it was it drama i don't feel like it was drama but i feel like it was friction to where i i feel like he felt like he had no control of the situation because yes. we we weren't in a relationship and then he he had to deal with his girlfriend being pissed off that he's having a child outside of their relationship mm. um and he was dealing with being in the shit house with that and also trying to figure out what our relationship is going to be now that I'm actually going to be his kid's mom. Mm. And I'm not just, like, a good friend. And I'm not just, like, you know, his other relationship that he's had over the last decade. I'm now going to be his kid's mom also. So in his mind, he's kind of like, damn, how do I control this situation and we're not together and she has her own house and she has her own things and you know she's the type of person like if she doesn't want to do 
what the fuck you say, she's not going to do it. And I think he was struggling with that, right? Mm-hmm. When I when I tell you this man was supportive but absent emotionally. Mm. So I, I don't know if that's worse than being absent, but it was like it was like he had like like a brick wall up the whole time I was pregnant. But if I needed something, he will bring it. If I needed him to come to an appointment, we would go to the appointment. We would go out to eat after the appointment. Um, most of the time, he would have an attitude. But they didn't want to talk about it. But I just made it a point to not let him feel excluded. Mm-hmm. Um, he would get mad at... He would get mad at the fact that he had to be at the appointment. And he would get mad at the appointments that I didn't tell him I was having. And I was so confused. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I said, the only reason why I didn't have you come to that appointment because it was very routine. It wasn't an ultrasound. You were going to be bored. And then the appointments that he did come to, he was like, man, why did I have to be here? And I'm just like, oh my God. And it was just so frustrating. And so fast forward, um, when we went, I went to the um, the walkthrough for the hospital because they let you do a walkthrough so you know what's going to happen when you come for delivery and all of that. Man, uh-huh. he had an attitude. On the day of me being induced, he had an attitude because he I didn't send him an invitation for the baby shower. Wow. Mind you, the baby shower was a month a month before my my labor. I said, why would I send the father of my kid a invitation, an invitation. for his own baby? <laughs> a baby shower. Like, like that's a dumb reason to be upset. And that that was like the stupidest stuff I was dealing with with him. And um then he was like uh he was upset because two days before my um baby shower, my cousin had came from Philly. And she knows my old ex from high school. And mm-hmm. she she had let him know that she was in Atlanta. And while I was at work, he showed up at my house. And they were, like, hanging out. My mom was there, too. He didn't tell me he was coming. So what happened was my kid's father was bringing me my ice and my chocolate to drop off at the house because... That mm-hmm. was that was like my addiction, and he got off of work and he went and got my ice and my chocolate. And he was bringing it to the house to put it in the fridge. He got pissed off at me because when he rang my bell, my ex opened the door and told him hello and shook his hand. Mindy, weird. Man, so, <laughs> so he so he so he got out. So he put the stuff in there. He said hello to my mom and left. And he went outside in his truck and that man blew up my phone. And he was like, he was like, what the fuck you got going on at your house? I'm just like, what are you talking about? He was like, why I come to your house to drop off your stuff and your ex um, opening your door. So you just have niggas opening your door. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was like, what are you talking about? So... I had him on one mind, and I'm texting my cousin. I'm just like, dog, what happened? She was like, girl. She was like, he just popped up, and, you know, what you call it, opened the door. He wasn't disrespectful. 
you know, they spoke to each other. I said, man, he is pissed off right now. And so the whole time I'm in labor, this this man giving me side eye like. Nah, he's doing the most. Listen, still mad at that. He giving me side eye the day of my delivery. And basically he in the room, he watching what the doctor's doing. He watching my pussy. He he watching everything. He walking back and forth, but he's not. He's he's nowhere near me. He's not holding my hand. My mom is there. My um my oldest daughter is there, and he's just really being distant. But he's in the room, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this man's problem? So I have our kid, and the doctor's like, all right, you could cut the umbilical cord. The man cuts it. He goes back to go sit down. He looking at the baby. Um, the first person to hold Ari was my youngest daughter. Uh-huh. I mean, my oldest daughter. Um, and then my mom held her. And then he held her. And I held her last because I was pissed. I was pissed <laughs> that I was pissed that he gave me a hard time. I was pissed that um, he had an attitude the whole time. I was pissed that my she wasn't even fat enough to be giving me 17 hours of annoying ass labor. <laughs> and I was just I was just so irritated. It was kind of like I wanted to be like, if you was gonna be an asshole the whole time in here and fucking up my vibe, why the fuck did you come? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, man, um, that's, that's stressful. Boy, I was like, oh my God. I was like, why do you like this? But that was just like how he was um, being. He didn't apologize for that shit until like a year and a half later. Damn. He waited a year and a half Listen, so some men, some men are real assholes, but I think it's very rude for women to completely discredit men off tops at the beginning before anything happens and be like, so you in or you out? Uh-huh. Like, why all the energy? Where is this coming from? Um, like it's okay for women to be like, hey, I'm scared, I'm terrified, I don't want to do this by myself. Um, I need help, but I don't want you to feel obligated to help me. Like, that sounds better than being like, Hey, I'm pregnant, you don't have to be a part of this if you don't want to, you don't have to be here. It sounds like you got it. And I feel uh-huh. like that's that's the energy that homegirl gave Lawrence. Yeah, big um, time. And I'm, so it was crazy. I'm just like, <laughs> like from so when I went back and listened to the episodes, I'm like, okay, you ain't want a baby when you was married. Now you want one, but you tell him he don't gotta be there. And then when he tries to be there, you get mad. He tries to be there at the doctor's appointments, and you talking about oh. Well, he was like, this is how it's going to be. And you was like, yeah, like I've been doing. I'm like, sis, you never gave him the opportunity. You can't sit there and now want to play victim. Yeah. Because because you because you gave him that, you, you gave him that right, that mindset to act the way he was acting. And I'm just like, bro, I don't know. Like I always, whenever I'm, I'm talking to a chick, I always set the expectation. I'm like, hey, look, if you get pregnant, like I'm going to be here. Like I ain't going anywhere because that's going to be my first kid. So I'm like, and I was raised in a two-parent household, so I don't know, like, any... I wasn't raised in a single-parent household, so I was raised, you know, you 
you make a kid, you take you take care of your responsibility. So I was like, hey, I had like I think like two or three pregnancy scares, mm-hmm. and the other two was one I wanted, the other one I really didn't want. But I told her I was like, I mean, I I I. I wanted the baby. I didn't want her. But I, I, I was hoping that she was, wasn't pregnant. Thank God she wasn't. And I learned my lesson after that. And I, was, I told her, I was like, hey, look. I told her straight up, if you're pregnant, it's a lot of shit that got to change. Because this ain't going to fly with me no more. And yeah. I, set that expect- I set that expectation real quick. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And if you can't do that, then 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 I'm gonna find a way to, to take full custody because I'm I'm you're not about to stress me. I'd rather be I will rather be He said you're day. not about <laughs> to stress me. <laughs> <laughs> you know that woman had to be awful for you to just take that off top. Yes, yo, I was just like it wasn't that she was awful, it's just like so she was um she was Haitian and she was always of the mindset, oh, the man provides and I just sit back and mm-hmm. do whatever. But I'm just like, number one, no, I wasn't raised like that. Mm-hmm. So either you either you're going to help or I'm just going to be a single a single parent and not just be a single parent financially. Like we're we're not doing this. Yeah. And then it came to the point to where like I, I started like noticing her eating habits to where she would only eat when she got high. So I legit sat her down and was like, if you're pregnant, how the fuck are you going to eat if all you eat is when you high? Like, this ain't going to work. Cause you Number one, you're not going to starve my baby. Number two, yeah. you got to make sure the baby's healthy. Then I was like, number three, you're toxic. And I'm, I was like, I'm going to try my best to make sure I'm there for you and that you're not stressed because my baby can't come out toxic. That's just not that's yeah. just not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. And then, like, she she had said something. She was like, she tried to, she tried to, she tried to undercut me and was like, well, if I am pregnant, who knows if it's yours? I'm like, first of all, don't try me like that. Yeah. Second of all, I'm, I was like, <laughs> I was like, see, this is the shit that I'm talking about right <laughs> this here. This is a lot <laughs> of smoke. <laughs> A lot of smoke, and I'm just. But like, you know what's so crazy? I think that's what he was thinking, because my ex was at the house at one time. Like, uh-huh. what if this kid is not mine? I'm just like, sir, you lived in my vagina for decades. Shut your uh-huh. ass up. Like, I will never ever pin a baby on a man. And then I feel like when she came out, it was like, damn, I've been an asshole for no reason. Pretty much. <laughs> Nice. I've never, I've never been in a situation to where like, I've heard of men to where they think they just messing with the chick. They're exclusive on their end, but the chick ain't exclusive on her end. Because I just can't imagine. I can imagine how stressful that is. Like you thinking like you don't know if the baby's yours. You're preparing like it's yours, but what if it's not? Yeah. I would be pissed, pissed, hell you, you, you saw that clip that posted where this lady, um swore up and down that this man was the father of the, her son and this man had to serve five years in prison for not paying child support and yes. they after he got out they went to child support, went to court to figure out if that was actually his son and it wasn't so in situations like that that happens right do now is it all the matter does he get all his money back because like number one i'm suing you Number two, I done wasted five years of my life. In I jail. feel, I feel like unless a judge says you need to pay back this man in that court hearing, he would have to make another, uh, another suit to get his money back that he paid, and I want to sue her for wrongfully accusing me of being this this boy's. Uh, dad and the time exactly. that I lost 
like how is it to where like so I, that's that's one thing I don't be understanding about the whole the whole court system. So you can easily take my money if you think that that child is mine. Then when a the child ain't mine, I gotta get a judge to be like, oh, you gotta pay him his money back. Nah, I need all my money back. It depends. Now. It depends because some states are still on. If the father signed the birth certificate, he must pay child support. We don't need a paternity test. And some states are like, even if he signed the birth certificate, in order to push through um, child support, we need a paternity test. Mm-hmm. It depends on what state it is. And that's why it's very important for men to understand where they get married at and what state and where the baby is um uh, born in in what state because a lot of that can go against you legally when you want to do things with your baby um, mm-hmm. we have two messages I'm going to play them okay oh yeah I don't care about your apartment in New York bitch see we have um <laughs> <laughs> we have people like this that come through so if if you go to like messages um, you can block a person, and you can hide their messages, and that'll okay. disappear. So, like, that's how you you get with a people like that. But they come in every once in a while. But yeah, that, like that shit is crazy to me. It's kind of like you have to ask, you know, if a baby happens, what's the plan? Because I was on Reddit, I was on Reddit today, and I was reading like all of the random people's questions. Um, one was on Reddit talking about sneaky link. Um, um, my, my 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 sneaky link got me pregnant, and somebody mm. put on there sneaky link needs to pay half for the removal, as if it's like a tooth. And if you're going to keep the baby, they need to pay half of the prenatal appointments, and they need to pay child support. I'm just like dog. People are out here really being reckless reckless like also no matter if I am with the woman or not like I always tell them up front like hey this is nothing against you but like I want a DNA test just so I know for sure I don't want to put my name on something and then find out that it's really not mine and now I'm looking stupid and now I gotta go through hell and high water to get it to 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 remove myself from the situation legally and I just feel like I don't know, maybe not so much in older generation, but in this newer generation, like when a man asks for a DNA test, like they get really offended. And they be like, oh, I would well. Ne- okay, there's two things that I never get offended about. I never get offended about a man asking for a DNA test when a new baby is born um, because I feel like he should know. If that's a better bet of him knowing, then that's cool. But the thing mm-hmm. is, when you have a new baby, you on regular you stay in the hospital for three days after just so Mm -hmm. they can check like especially if you've been induced like what's your side effects of the um the drugs that they gave you to make Mm -hmm. sure you're okay but in those three days you have to some people don't and they have to wait a lot longer and that holds up a lot of the baby's appointments and stuff some people don't pick a name for like a few months for the baby some uh. people don't file for their their birth certificate some people don't file for their social security card in the hospital and that extends a lot of paperwork and proof that you might need for like your um insurance 
um, mm-hmm. them covering your hospital bills, and it just it it turns into like a shit show. So most of the time, people want to get that shit done when they're there. And if they came up with a faster way of getting the results of a DNA test for dads in hospitals, I feel like it should be like an automatic thing. Yeah, as soon as baby come out, swab it, swab it, find out. Like what? And um, and also, I've never been offended of someone asking me my age. I feel like when women be offended because somebody's asking them their age is because they're not pulling their weight of taking care of themselves. Mm. Because let's mm. say, if, let's say if I was like forty eight right now, and somebody asks me my age and I tell them I'm forty eight, they could be like, "Damn, you look good for forty eight and I'm gonna be like, "Thank you." Why would I be offended for someone to ask me my age and I look good for my age? Exactly. I never understood that they be like, "You don't ask a woman how how old they are." I I'll be asking all the time, "How old are you?" <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because there be some women out here that look older than that look. Uh, you would think like, okay, because they develop faster, but you would think they like twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, and they twenty, and I'm like, oh no, Listen, that's not written, work. Um, written house's mom look like she forty eight. She do. What are you? She looks like she's 48 and she not. I'm not turning off the heat. Go in the room. Bye. <laughs> leave leave the iPad. I need to charge it. Leave it alone. You want the belt? Bye. Bye. I was listening to your um to your talk with Juice yesterday and you were negotiating with her about chocolate, I think it was, or something like that. What'd you say? I said, I was listening to your, your talk with Juice yesterday, and I think he was negotiating with her about chocolate or something like that. Yeah. And he was like, yo, <laughs> let's just touch, let's touch on that. No, no, she, no. <laughs> oh, that, okay, so that was Anya. And there was like two donuts left. And she was like, can I get the last donut? And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, no. Like, she's been dogging these donuts. I'm just like, I, want, I said, I want the last original one. I said, I'll split it with you. And she was like, mm-hmm. okay. But they have a habit of asking me stuff when they know I'm recording because they know mm. I just be like, get, get. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so she came in here talking about, I want you to turn the heat off. The younger one, she's scared of the heater. And I was like, no, I'm not about to be cold for you. We already had the discussion. She come in here and she trying to yank the um, iPad. I said, it's not charged yet. Go away. <laughs> she always trying to swindle. Kids definitely be trying to swindle, especially like that's why like like if I don't know what type of parent I'm gonna be like mm-hmm. I because I always think in my head I'm gonna be the disciplinarian and then when I have the kid I could become the complete opposite. But I feel like you gotta have a a defined not I'm saying a defined role, but you kind of like within those first couple of months kind of know exactly what you're gonna do because as they get older and you don't have a clear I feel like you don't have a clear definition of what type of parent you're gonna be. These kids will manipulate you quick. They will play off your emotions quick. I'm a um I'm a jackal and hide parent. Okay. So I'm gonna have fun with you. We gonna laugh. We gonna giggle. And I'm gonna tell you to do something two times, and then the third time is gonna be the example of what happens when you didn't do what I told you to do. Mm. And the thing about that is. Nobody ever knows when I'm done. 
Mm. Nobody, nobody ever knows when I'm at my limits. The key is don't let me tell you more than once because I'm going to get fed up. And then if something else is irritating me and then you're also doing something you're not supposed to do, now you're going to get in trouble 10 times worse than if you were doing it and I wasn't irritated. Mm-hmm. So that's how I am. My mom never believed in discipline. So it was like I grew up in a house where I warred with my brothers. Mm, interesting. So, so like my mom will be watching General Hospital and knitting and I will be throwing like a 20 pound weight across the room to my brother's face and she would not <laughs> she would not flinch and I like I knew like this is not normal this can be healthy um, I'm not going to raise my kids like this and so I don't let them fight each other I don't let things in the house get broken but I do I do half and half. I will have fun with you, but I will also whoop you. Okay. Yeah, because I grew up, my parents whooped my ass. I was <laughs> so I would <laughs> I wasn't a bad kid in the household. I ha- I was bad in regards to authority. Like I did not respect authority growing up. Like mm-hmm. my my dad used to um it get to the it got to the point to where my dad would be like, Hey, if he gets in trouble, here's my card. And these teachers, I would call these teachers pussies because you would always call my dad. Wow. I was like, y'all some pussies were calling my pop instead of just trying to handle this themselves. So I, it got so bad, man. They kicked, my mom kicked me out when I was 12. I was coming home from school. I don't know oh what God. the hell. I don't know what the hell happened. All of them, I was like, get out. Get out now. Ain't even let me get the book back. I bought it. Get out. I was like, yo. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, my dad was out of town. So mm-hmm. I'm lit- I'm literally just outside chilling for like a couple days, going to a friend's house, chilling, and then going to the park until my dad got home. So my dad got home and he's like, where's my son? Because I'm the oldest. And my mom was like, I kicked him out. And my dad was like, I know you didn't kick that boy out. We are legally responsible for this man until he turns 18. Where is my son? And she was like, Wayne, I don't know. I kicked him out. So they finally find me. How I get mm-hmm. kicked out and come back home and still get grounded for the whole summer? I thought that was punishment enough. I was like, shit. I'd oh rather God. be homeless. I was like, I'd rather be homeless. At least I was free to do what I wanted. Yeah, it was, they was, it was like, I just, I just kept getting in trouble and trouble and trouble. And so, like, the middle one is not like me. The youngest one, as much as he couldn't stand me growing up, he's exactly like me. But he, he never got in trouble at school. He got in trouble at the house. And my mom was like, see, if you would have been a better, if you'd have been a better example, he wouldn't have turned out that way. And I'm just like, I was a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm a kid. I'm still trying to figure this shit out. But yeah, I, I never I never got in trouble at school. Um, as far as like the house, I was the same way I am now. Like, I'm gonna tell you to stop bothering me two times and I'm gonna have to hurt you. And then once I start <laughs> once I start hurting you, nobody can hold me back until I feel like what I needed to do was done. Mm, and mm, mm, um, mm. it was like I was like a ticking time bomb. That's when my mom would call me. Just leave her alone. <laughs> 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 but you know, they learn. Um, okay. So another question that um I would do if it was just like a sex situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more people need to like let their 
standpoint on the baby situation to be known. And we're not talking about the baby. We're talking about like if a baby did happen or if someone did get pregnant, like where do I stand on that and not having Mm -hmm. anything commitment wise? Because I feel like if you know a person's mindset before an actual emergency or situation happens, I feel like the emergency goes a lot smoother than Mm -hmm. not knowing where people's thoughts are in the situation and like every second of every day is like pressure. Mm-hmm. I agree. I also agree that so I am a firm believer in if you have a kid, you need to take care of your kid. But I'm also as I get older, I also am of the mindset if this man tells you from jump, I want nothing to do with this baby, but you try mm-hmm. to force him to be a father. That's not going to work because he told you up front, hey, listen, I don't want nothing to do with this. I'll sign the rights over. I'll do whatever I need to do, but I don't want nothing to do with this. But then you try to make him be something that he's not and then be like, oh, he's a deadbeat, which he is. He should be taking care of his kid. But he told you off rip. Yeah. I, I don't I don't want this. Yeah. And I, don't, not, I, it, I don't feel bad for moms who know a man's standpoint on babies um, end up pregnant by that man the whole pregnancy he's not supportive and then the baby comes and they're hoping like maybe they had a change of heart or maybe them seeing the baby is going to change them and it's not and I respect the man more to be like where's the paper where I can sign up on my rights yeah I mean cause like at least you at least he's giving you a heads up. No what? If by the time you find out you're pregnant, you're about like what a month, month and a half, maybe. So a good seven months, you got to you 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 get to figure out what's going to happen. As opposed to you trying to force them, because you can't really force nobody to do something that they don't really want to no. do. And because it, it's like it's like if he wanted the kid and the woman didn't want the kid, so she was like, okay, I'm getting an abortion, but he, he don't want the kid or you want the kid and you basically is like, well, I'm going to keep it. It's your, your body, your body, your choice. And I understand that. And I respect it hundred percent, but now you going around ringing his name through the mud. He don't want to do this. He don't want to do that. When he told you from jump, I don't want it because when we want it and the woman don't want it, she just get an abortion. We just got to take it. It is what it is. I mean, we can't really be like, Oh, you're going to keep the baby. Cause that's not really our choice to make. You know what's so crazy? Like, I can laugh at this because I will never be in this predicament ever in life, but Uh Neo, I think, was married and he told his wife that he didn't want any more kids. I remember this situation. He was wild. And she got fixed. And they ended up, like, separating and he mm-hmm. have a new woman and they have a new baby. And my thing is like, this is why it's so important when you make body changes to do it because you want to do it, regardless of you being married, regardless of, you know, this being your boyfriend and you having X, Y, and Z kids already. Um, I feel like men should have no say on women's birth control. Mm-hmm. I feel like men and women should always have a say on their type of control when it comes to their bodies. I agree. So, so like I was talking with Juice yesterday, like if a man knows deep down in his soul he never wants to 
see himself duplicated in many form ever in life except wet and white then you know go ahead and uh, do the vasectomy (laughs) but my thing is like you just want to say you know I don't want to have kids when it's convenient but you want a woman to alter her body every Mm -hmm. month with pills or you want a woman to do something permanent to her body um in order to not have any kids like me not me not wanting any kids and having the surgery to make sure I don't have any that was my choice I didn't have a conversation with the man who I kind of like to be like um do you want me to get it do you think I should get it like that's that's the type of regret that you have to live with for the rest of your life if you make a decision on something. Same thing like th- these women that go out here and get these BBLs. If mm-hmm. you get if you get in a BBL for uses, do it for uses. But if you get in a BBL so you could get more likes on Instagram and um, have more men that really don't like you for real, they just they just want a piece of your body. To me. That's a dumb reason to do all of that work. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any I sense. I agree with you. Like I've always been in the mindset. I was like, as I get older, I want twins because after that, I want to get snipped. I don't want no more after that. Let when me... I was younger, <laughs> a man told me that. A man told me, um, we had a conversation before we dealt with each other like that. He said, I said. I was like, I got two kids. He was like, oh, okay, I don't have any kids, but I do want twins. The first time I have kids with a woman, it's going to be twins. I'm just like, sir, how? He was like, and even if I don't know that, I'm going to pay for it to be twins. Like, that's how, how stuck That's how stuck on it he was. Like, basically, he was like, I'm going to ejaculate my shit in, into a tube and then inseminate my wife or the woman that I want to carry my twins. Wait, 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 wait. How how can you pay for it to be twins? I'm confused. Is that is that's that a real what, thing? So yes. So you can basically men can go to um a sperm place, ejaculate, have their kids sit, the woman that they want to carry them babies, the more um the more sperm that they squeeze into the the ovaries, you have a better chance of two eggs coming than just one because someone is actually somebody is actually putting a needle into the ovaries of multiple eggs not just one you know what I'm saying but my thing is like that's very excessive to be like I know for sure my first set of kids is going to be twins and that's what I want so when he told me that I was like oh sir you have secured your only Dixie because <laughs> it will be it will be straight condoms and I know I don't want kids with you mm-hmm. so we will never be anything else but just like fuck mm-hmm. As, I didn't even know that that's wild like I would like to have twins I, but if I if I don't then you know because as I get older I just I just I'd be seeing how pregnancy changes women so I just be mm-hmm. like, if we just get twins, just get over it, then we done. That's supposed to go on to two of them. Because I'm getting older. And I kind of like, 
women that are a little bit older than me. So if I'm like mm-hmm. 32, around like 34, hitting 35, and I know once you hit 35, you high risk. So I'm like, let's just get twins and get it out the way as opposed to going through two of them. And I'm just like, yeah, that's a lot. Like when but I was that, younger. That, that, another thing with that is even if women wait to have, you know, that done the IVF, first of all, that shit can run between 15 to 30 grand. Mm, yes, okay? exactly. The reality is a lot of people is not willing to pay for that. Um, even the people who are willing to pay for that to have the kid, the odds are that shit being successful is very, very high that it might not be successful even after you pay that shit. Um, mm-hmm. So there are a lot of people out here paying buku money to have their children, which is crazy. But at the same time, it's kind of like at that age, when they get higher, your child has a higher risk of having Down syndrome or um, some type of other medical issue because mm-hmm. if if it's not your eggs from your younger years, I mean, it's very sketchy to be, you know, banking on you having a healthy baby the older you get up in age for a woman it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's 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 hard it happens sometimes but it's hard um and it's just it's just it's a tricky thing i don't believe in um women who you want to find a man because your clock is ticking like i feel like that's selfish mm-hmm but at the same time, I don't believe in a man who knows a woman wants babies and she wants to be married and you want to drag her into this boyfriend-girlfriend relationship for 15 plus years, but you really have no commitment. And some men that do that even know that they don't want to be married and they don't want kids. And they don't say shit to that woman that's there waiting for him to be like, I'm ready. Mm. So it's a very tricky thing, and that's why it's very important for people to have boundaries before they lose their time. All right, y'all, man. I hope y'all enjoyed that. Remember, part two um, probably going to come out the um, next Monday. Let's just shoot for next Monday. So part two coming out next Monday. Um, but, yeah, uh, it was definitely a dope conversation with her so far, man. I hope y'all enjoying that. Um, setting the expectation. Always remember, man, you know, set the expectation with you with your kids, father, whatever the case is. Don't ever leave anything up, you know, for interpretation. All right, y'all, man. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Uh, definitely follow the podcast, you know, rate, subscribe, review, all of that. Um, and, yeah, I'll see y'all next Monday. It's your baby daddy signing off. It's your future favorite, it's your future favorite baby daddy signing off. Peace. As a father, yes, I feel like I'm somebody My life is my kid, so I tell about it And I swear it's all about